0: Welcome, everyone, to Monster, Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Cameron. Um, and because of unusual events, because God struck down a sinner for watching too many kung fu movies, I'm joined by only one co-host tonight, the
1: wonderful, the beautiful Leonard.
0: Leonard, Hello. how are you doing?
1: <laughs> Hi. This is, yeah. a, this is a, this is this is a double podcast with only Cameron and I and no anchor Yay. known as Dave. Watch us <laughs> flounder around in the flotsam of <laughs> jetsam of podcasting.
0: Yay. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, it's, look, sometimes we've got to... You've got a. I think this is Dave kicking us out of the proverbial nest. Mm-hmm. Um, he said his rattle. He said his rattle was blown up by lightning. But do we really believe that?
1: <laughs> I, I I I do because I think yeah. it's really hilarious that yeah God struck him down, <laughs> struck his electronics down for all of the kung fu and Asian horror mm. that was filtering into yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah, it was becoming a cursed place. Very <laughs> yes, <quickly>. um. <laughs> it was. It, he, uh. he got juan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the human-headed
0: calf crawls out of the screen. And says seven days till <laughs> your routers <is> restored. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, Matt. I hope he gets it back soon though, because. I'm not going to have time to edit this, and I know you're not going to have time to edit this. No, nope. So that may, that may affect the time that you were listening to this. It may be a week after your normal time. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, today we come together, Leonard and I, to celebrate a very special film, a very special piece of media close to every monster lover's hearts. It is, of course, David Bowie's Labyrinth, even though it's not actually David Bowie's film, but he is the he's the star of the show, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'll double check the actual release date, but I have a feeling that we're actually more or less bang on the 32nd anniversary of the release. Um, yeah, June 27th in the U S release. Mm-hmm. So it, it's sort of a fortuitous timing, uh, <laughs> by accident. <laughs> yes. Um, what can I say? Um, it, it was fated to be
1: so, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was I was four when this movie was released. Oh, man. Well, actually yeah. actually almost four when this yeah, movie yeah, was yeah. released. Um and above my preschool was a giant mm. uh giant billboard for Labyrinth yeah. that I would stare yeah, at yeah. quite a bit. Uh because I was completely fascinated and enamored with this movie just from yeah. the artwork when i saw it yeah yeah what was it
0: just just odd odd question was it a big bowie poster or did it have like all the goblin characters on it
1: it had it had uh it was a giant david bowie head flanked by oh, man. goblin goblin oh, uh characters that is, so, that is an image for a child to experience mm-hmm. <laughs> Just all all the fle- feathered hair and and oh, then man. and then horrible goblins and I'm like what is this? But it's <laughs> I, fascinating. I, yeah, strange but, thing. I, but, but I'm
0: super into it. Oh yeah, yeah. No wonder you are turned out just like you are beautiful yep. and wonderful and on a monster podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. L- listen, listen. You will always end up on a monster themed podcast. If you spend, like, three months renting Labyrinth from the local video store every <laughs> Friday, non-stop, much wow. to the, the apparent and and seething consternation of your parents <laughs> when you do so. He doesn't want anything else. He only wants
0: bowie. <laughs> yep. Oh, bless. That, that's a very cute story, actually. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. At the time, it was maybe a little more odd. Uh, it's like the '80s. That's like the Satanic Panic. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: no, no. Um, I was I was fortunate. I didn't have to do that. It was just like he won't. He won't stop. Every we take him, <laughs> and every Friday, and nobody else rents <laughs> it. No one else rents <laughs> it, and he always gets it. And he watches it like five times over the weekend. Oh. Uh... Look, you you knew what you liked. I you know? yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Firm tastes. <laughs> <laughs> but before we dive uh, far uh, too far down the rabbit hole of mm. of young mm. adult angst and David Bowie <laughs> menacing Jennifer Connelly, who yep. I am absolutely convinced is a lich since he apparently never ages. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's possible M- much like Patrick Stewart and Vito Viggo Mortensen they oh, never oh, seen oh suddenly out Keanu Reeves oh no <laughs> keanu reeves ages if you look at bill and ted now and you look at oh he- yeah he- keanu- true he- yeah he-, he is he is he's in that half lich club yeah not not yeah, full lich slow aging yeah yeah exactly <laughs> not full lich like stewart or connolly um, like, like half lich yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, if that ends up being the title it's gonna be the most unrelated title we've had in a while
1: I think. <laughs>
0: um anyway continue <laughs>
1: we have to uh we have to get to our 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 headline segment of the show our yeah. our, our our hook to keep you invested <laughs> um and yep. that would be the yokai of the week ba, 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 da, ba, da.
0: Yeah. So, what do we do for Yokai of the Week for any
1: brand new listeners drawn into this ma- this misty maze-like labyrinth of our podcast? Well, what we do for <laughs> Yokai of the Week um because I'm just going to destroy the illusion for everybody is um <laughs> we open up a list of uh legendary creatures from Japan on uh Mm-mm. in a tab on Wikipedia. Uh yep. we 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 <laughs> Desperately try to remember which letter we did last week, yep. um, and then we uh, roll a dice uh, yeah. for uh, for this week to determine which mythical creature we'll be talking about uh, currently. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are currently on Y, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Cameron, do you mm. want to roll up? Wow, this is so much responsibility. I, I just... Okay.
0: Uh, um, okay, we have, on our lovely D20, uh, we have number eight. Let's see if number eight is anything. Yama Uber? Did I count right? <laughs> double, du- yes, double check my did. work, Leonard. Yes, you did.
1: I got now, it as well. <laughs> now, the
0: most the most tense part, we check if there's actually a page. Oh, right. oh shit, I clicked the wrong link. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, there is a page. Uh, We're uh, saved. uh, um, A meaty page. Um, Ooh. Oh, yeah, look at all this information. That's cool, actually. So, um, yeah, we have the Yama Uba, or Yamamba, or Yamanba, which is a crone hag yokai, from the looks of all the woodcuts. mm -hmm. Just just a really old lady. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Um, I'll start us off with the description. (coughs) In the town of Masaeki, in the Nishimorokata district, uh, Miyazaki prefecture, uh, Yamahime, which I guess is like the young, beautiful version, uh, because Hime is princess, would wash her hair and sing in a lovely voice. Uh, Deep in the mountains of Shizuoka prefecture, there's a tale that the Yamahime would appear as a woman around 20 years of age. She would have beautiful features, a small sleeve, and black hair that when a hunter encounters her and tries to shoot it with a gun, she would repel the bullets with her hand. Okay, we're already in Sith Lord territory. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just I, I,
1: okay. I, I, I already have questions. Yeah, um, you,
0: you I, see a young 20-year-old woman when you're out hunting and your first instinct is to shoot it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm so confused.
1: That's, I'm the, that's, that's, that's exactly where I had yeah. questions.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then and then she does the Darth Vader and just, bah, with the open palm, deflects the bullet, which is pretty cool, I will admit. <laughs> um, so we started with the Yamahime, because apparently this is a family. Um, so in Hok- Hokkaido, Shikoku, and the southern parts of Kyushu, there is the Yama Gigi, the mountain old man, and the Yama Uba, the actual subject of this article, the <laughs> mountain old woman, who would appear together with a Yama Waro, a mountain child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And here, the Yama Uba is called Yamahaha, mountain mother, and the Yamajiji are Yamachichi, a mountain father. <laughs> just, there's this whole family of. Is this really a yokai, or is this just a bunch of mountain people that people <laughs> didn't know about? <laughs> it seems like that, right? <laughs> like, oh, there's yokai in the mountains. How do you know it's a yokai? Well, I shot at it, this young woman, and she deflected the bullet with her hands. Like, you did what? Yeah. <laughs> now, now there's yeah. a whole family of them. <laughs> Um, in Iwata district in Shizuoka, uh, the Yamababa would come and rest at a certain house and was a gentle woman that wore clothes made of tree bark. She borrowed a cauldron to boil some rice, but the cauldron would become full with just two got, so two measurements, I guess, of rice. (laughs) There wasn't anything unusual about it, but it was said that when she sat to the side of it, the floor would creak, um, (laughs) with, without an A, so the floor would turn into a river uh I, i'm gonna they're <laughs> gonna put that down to mistranslation um <laughs> uh let's see in hachijo a deji or de- dechi uh it's difficult on the consonants there <laughs> would perform kamikakushi by making people walk around places that should not exist for an entire night but if one becomes friendly with her she would lend you lintel among other things so she traps you in a ghost maze for the night but then if you become her friend, she'll lend you, like, household objects.
1: Man, <laughs> really? what a fantastic trade-off. I'm, oh, really, yeah. I'm really glad that you stuck me in this horrible pocket dimension for an entire st- evening so you could give me a rolling pin. Leonard, they, they stuck you in the labyrinth. Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> You've got 13 oh. hours to escape my maze or you won't get this brand new rolling pin.
1: <laughs> you know what? If only that were the actual plot of Labyrinth, um, I don't think that movie would be as well loved as it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um sometimes sometimes the Deji Odichi would um nurse children who go missing for three days. Only three days, only any longer you don't get nursed. Um, <laughs> it's said that there are splotches on her body and she has breasts attached to her shoulders as if wearing a Tasuki cord, um <laughs> Okay, we're getting weirder. We're getting steadily weirder. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, In the Kagawa Prefecture, Yamauba within rivers are called Kawajoro, or River Ladies. And whenever a dike is about to come broken due to a great amount of water, she would say in a loud weeping voice, My house is going to be washed away. Um,
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, that's (laughs) kind of sad. No, here's the thing, here's the thing, yeah, so yeah. no concern about the damage that the dike will do to anything else, just oh, no. that my, my underwater house, because house. I live in the lake, is going to be washed away. Uh, just,
0: just I can imagine, like, not knowing this yokai lives in your area until one day it's been raining a lot, and you just hear from outside the house, like, my house is going to be washed away, you go, ah, oh, goddammit. <laughs> We got to deal with the ghost women now.
1: <laughs> we got, yeah, we got to deal with the lake lady and the busted dyke all at the same all time. All at once, all at once. Um, <laughs> in, in Kumakiri, Haruno
0: Shuchi District, uh, Shizuoka, Sh- Shizuoka Prefecture, I feel like that's a specific location. It's like Kumakiri Village in Haruno... City in the Shuchi district in the Shizuoka Prefecture. I'm not sure if those are separate places or if this is one very specific spot that has <laughs> been nailed down um There are legends of a Yama uba called hotchopa um I'm not too sure on there's there's a lot of extra letters in that one um <laughs> <laughs> and it would appear in mountain roads during the evening. Mysterious phenomena, such as sounds of festivals and curses coming from the mountain, were considered to be because of this hotchapa, so n- now they 're just the mountain people having parties, and people are going that 's a ghost over there yeah. in the mountains having parties um, <laughs> okay uh, in the higashima yeah, Higashi Chikuma district, Nagano Prefecture, they are called Uba so just a shortened version of the name, and the legend there tell of a yokai with long hair and one eye, and from its name is thought to be a kind of yama uba. So, th- there are different versions of this from all over the place is what I'm getting from this, and they mm. are different levels of monstrous. Sometimes it's just an old woman, and sometimes it's an old woman with one eye, or with, like, extra breasts hanging off her shoulders, covered in birthmarks, and living in living in the water next to a dike that's about to be flooded open. I don't even know. Um... <laughs> uh let's oh wow there's still so much in this just this section (laughs) Um, look look, I thought this might have been a shorter episode it looks like it's going to be normal length well done everyone Uh, (laughs) uh, in the tales uh, people that were attacked by Yamauba were typically travelers and merchants such as ox drivers, horse drivers coopers and notions keepers who often walk along mountain paths and encounter people in the mountains so they're thought to be the kind of people who would spread tales of the Yamauba Uh, fair. Yeah. I met this weird dude in the mountain, uh, (laughs) said, oh, are you a child that's been lost for three days? Uh, said, no. I said, well, bugger off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yamauba have been portrayed in two different ways. There were tales where men stocking ox with fish for delivery encountered Yamauba at capes and got chased by them, such as the Ushikara Yamauba and the Kuwazu Jobo, which I guess are two books. Um as well as a tale where someone who was chased by the Yamauba would climb a chain appearing from the skies in order to flee. And when the Yamauba tried to make chase by climbing the chain too, she fell to her death in a, into a field of buckwheat uh, called the Tendo-san no Kin no Kasari. Um, <laughs> I, again, several questions. Where did this yeah. chain come from?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why gods. is it...
0: The gods? Did is this, is this the Japanese Jack and the Giant Beanstalk? Um... <laughs> But like um, in reverse, you climb you climb the chain beanstalk to get away from something instead of go to find something. <laughs> um, I just
1: there 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 is definitely some DNA there. Uh, I guess yeah. <laughs> I guess
0: I guess. Um. Uh, anyway, the generic is in those kinds of tales, the Yamuba is a fearsome monster that tries to eat people. On the other hand, there are tales such as the nukafuku komefuku. Um. Where two sisters out gathering fruit meet a Yamauba who gives treasure to the kind older sister being tormented by her stepmother and gave misfortune to the ill mannered younger sister. That sounds more like a normal old lady kind of yep. thing. Um, <laughs> there's also the table of tale of Ubakawa, where a Yamaba or a Yamauba would give a human good fortune. In Aichi Prefecture, there's a legend that a house possessed by a Yama Uba would quickly gain wealth and fortune, and some families have deified them as protective gods. Um, who, who's that old lady ghost? Oh, yeah, she's a local god. She makes the house really nice and makes our family rich, yep. I guess. So th- this seems a, to be a very varied field of one yokai. It's like, there are all these different kinds, and they can be nice or they can be nasty. And... Yeah, it it so.
1: it's, it sounds a lot like it sounds a lot like uh the space that uh Baba Yaga used to yeah. occupy yeah. before she just became a generic witch to use in mm. in fiction and fantasy. But yes, there's definitely a a huge similarity between the two mm. from all of these varied accounts of of her. Their nature, since it isn't one specific one. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, How about you read the appearance section, because although we feel like we've already described the appearance of it much, the appearance section appears to have some interesting things in it,
1: actually. So, um... (laughs) Alright. Depending on the text and translator, the Yama-Uba appears as a monstrous crone. Her unkempt hair, long and golden white; her kimono, filthy and tattered, uh, with cannibalistic tendencies. Yeah, um, yeah. This, this, this seems to be a direct uh, 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 switch from the image that we were just given. Yeah. Well, like
0: I said, there's the two different versions. Um, <laughs> there's a nasty old woman and there's nice old woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, uh, in one tale, a mother traveling to her village is forced to give birth in a mountain hut, assisted by a seemingly kind old woman, only to discover when it's too late that the stranger is actually a yamauba who uh, with who plans uh, to eat the helpless kintaro,
0: which I think is the the child character. I'm pretty sure in that story. Okay. Yeah, uh, it, and... it's the golden boy. So, like, the oh. heroic child. Ah.
1: <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Surprise! Surprise! Hey, I, I helped you give birth so I could have the freshest
0: of babies. Meals on wheels, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. In another story, the yokai raises the orphan hero, uh, Kitaro. Who goes uh on to become uh, the famous warrior uh Saska no Kitaro uh, no. Kitoki,
0: yeah Kitoki. Kintoki the, so again this is this this Yoka has the real like two different versions. Because this is the same story, but in one version she tries to eat the kid in the other version the mother presumably dies in childbirth and the yama takes care of them so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, ooh, I like this next short paragraph.
1: (laughs) Mm. Go for it. Okay. In (laughs) the, uh... (laughs) In the no drama translated as... hold on, no,
0: we missed a bit. Um...
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there we go, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Yama Uba is said to have a mouth at the top of her head hidden under her hair. Oh god. In one story is related that her only weakness is f- is a certain flower containing her soul. Oh man. So we're getting
0: we're getting real real monstrous now. <laughs> Secret second mouth swapping. under your hair. <laughs> That's very creepy actually. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then we get a, a few weird woodcuts. Um yeah, so okay. Uh, I'll, I'll cover the no drama, so... Okay. In, yeah, in one no drama, translated as Yama-Uba, Dame of the Mountain, Komparu Zen- <laughs> Zenchiku <laughs> states the following. Just just the Dame of the Mountain, you know. Um, <laughs> Yama-Uba is the fairy of the mountains, which have been under her care since the world began. She decks them with snow in winter, with blossoms in spring. She has grown very old. Wild white hair hangs down her shoulders. Her face is very thin. There was a courtesan of the capital who made a dance representing wandering, the wanderings of Yamauba. It had such success that people called this courtesan Yamauba, though her real name was Hyakuma. Uh, the play takes place one evening as Yakuma is traveling to visit the Zenko temple in Shinano when she accepts the hospitality of a woman who turns out to be none other than the real Yamauba herself. So... <laughs> I, I played Baba Yaga in the hit film... Um, whatever and then oh i'm I'm out traveling oh hello actual real life baba yaga uh um yeah we don't really need to cover the um the pop culture references or the western literature i think they're not really (laughs) the actual folklore um so yeah that that is our our yokai for this week i guess we've got the yum uber the the duality of the old woman I guess it's a way to sum it up. <laughs> pro- pro-
1: proving that e- e- that every culture throughout history thinks that old women are either really, really nice grandmas or the really, really awful grandma.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a very human thing to be afraid of old people. Um, <laughs> I guess this is just like the expression of that in Japanese culture yep there are so many questions still in my head Why, why does the young version al- always get shot at by hunters and why is she a sith lord able to deflect bullets with her hands? Why does a chain fall from the sky whenever whenever someone's being chased by Yama uba I don't <laughs> giving myself the hiccups with confusion. <laughs> Good Lord, okay, deep breath. um yeah, so that was Yokai of the week. Do, 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 do. yeah teamwork <laughs> oh okay wow bring it down that was that was
1: an interesting one and much longer than I thought it would be <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 not to not to disappoint the yeah. listeners but there was a fantastic uh, yokai that was a possessed vegetable grape yes. that looked kind of like a porcupine. I did see that. That I was really, I was really pulling for uh, but the, the, the fates did not have that in store for us today. Well,
0: you know, in exactly a year's time, if we keep our fortnightly schedule we can have a go at that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as Dave's router is back by then rest in pieces <laughs> um <laughs> uh anyway let, let's move on to the main dish of uh alvar short and night and i say dish very deliberately because david bowie was a dish um <laughs> especially at the time um so it's a 1986 musical fantasy film <laughs> which is the best genre <laughs> i
1: think <laughs> i you know what I, the, the listen when when cds were a thing yes once again mm. dating myself oh yeah terribly oh yeah i'm i'm basically a talking corpse you're being <laughs> podcasted to by a a, a living skeleton uh <laughs> but in 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 my youth yes uh yes. uh uh, the Labyrinth soundtrack was one of the first CDs, compact discs, yeah, yes, that yeah. I, 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 purchased, uh, because I am a, I was a weird kid. Now, um, w- was it a relief to your
0: parents? Because I have to ask first, did this stop you always renting out Labyrinth all the time? Did you just transfer to the CD? And if so, were your parents relieved by that or worried by the fact that now
1: you're always listening to it? Uh no, my parents actually just put a hard stop to you can't rent Labyrinth anymore. Oh no!
0: It
1: yeah. Was... Oh yeah. They were just like, nope, you can't do it. You've done it for like three months. It this this is over. We, we yeah love you. Yeah, and we, we 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 want you to be happy. But we cannot deal with this movie it's anymore. Too much. So it's too much. Oh, it's too much. Uh, well, I mean,
0: were I a parent and I doubt I shall ever be, I would probably also <laughs> be worried if my child did nothing but watch an old, an old, um, shall we say notably, um, not even, not even queer, but out there, um, yes. celebrity film filled with goblins and other monsters as well. Um, hmm like, yeah, no, I I can understand maybe why they gave up after three months on that. <laughs> yep. Uh, I tell you what, if if they got lo- if they got royalties for every viewing you did, though, I bet they made bank off of you. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Sh- yep. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, it's a 1986 musical fantasy film directed by Jim Henson, executive produced by George Lucas, and based on conceptual designs by Brian Froud. Uh, the film is about... A fifteen year old girl named Sarah, played by Jennifer Connolly, who is on a quest to reach the center of the you know, the eponymous labyrinth, to rescue her baby well, stepbrother, half brother, Toby, who he who she whom she wished away to Jareth, the Goblin King. Um apart from apart from Bowie and Connolly, it is basically all puppets. I mean I guess there yep. is there is also the baby, but I don't know if he's credited or not. Um <laughs>
1: i think that was i think that was brian froud or, or uh not brian uh, but uh I, no no yeah, I he transfigured the, I himself think... into an infant child for the film <laughs> you know, we, well we, well my original idea was was uh, uh, changelings yeah um yeah <laughs> uh but no i think uh no toby froud so yeah okay. it was yeah. brian froud's son toby <laughs> So, back before back before they needed to get twins in order to work movies. Yeah.
0: Oh, so so um it, it's kind of Brian Froud in a way. Um, yes. <laughs> it's almost a Brian Froud. Um <laughs> God. So uh this this film did start off as a collaboration between Jim Henson and Brian Froud, uh which was apparently discussed between them after The Dark Crystal. Uh, Terry Jones Mm -hmm. from Monty Python wrote the first draft of the script in 1984 and used Mm Froud's sketches for inspiration. There were a few other film writers who rewrote and made additions to it, but Terry Jones gets the only screenwriting credit. Um, it was shot in Upper Nyack, Piermont, and Haverstraw in New York. Um, and in, at Elstree Studios in West Wycombe Park in the United Kingdom. Uh, we don't need to talk about budgets. Because what we really need to talk about is what this film is actually about goblins, God damn it, there are so many of them mm-hmm. <laughs> This is like Jim Henson is really well known for puppet works and interesting puppet characters, and this is just i'm not I'm not sure if I would say the pinnacle of his work, but it is a wonderful like folio of what he is able to do um it is really really good um
1: <laughs> yeah uh labyrinth and the dark crystal mm. are are perfect companion pieces <clears throat> to one another oh yeah if you want to see like uh jim henson's a adult puppet mm. work yeah i think is the is is the big thing because um you know, everyone's familiar with Big Bird and yeah. Sesame Street and yeah. the Muppets, and uh, and I really liked the idea that Jim Henson wasn't afraid to like say, "No, we can make my my puppets can be ugly, and yeah. they can be a little scary, yeah. and they can be a little adult." And um, I think I think with Brian Froud's artwork as the template for mm. these things. You get this really fantastic, like diverse, like you know there there mm. are there are duplicates like floating around in l- some of the larger uh, puppet scenes mm. of Labyrinth, but they I you for the life of me notice. can't imagine a s- <laughs> a scene that has two, like two obviously two of the same puppet mm. like uh, in shot at the same time. Yeah, they're all. Yeah. They're they're all diverse and unique and mm. really fantastic. Uh, it is ridiculous, and
0: they are the the sole star of the show. Like they are in every yep. second shot. <laughs> effectively, there's never there's never not a goblin in sight. Which mm-hmm. God, it, it it is so good. Um, but yeah, th- this is ultimately sort of a take on the traditional changeling story, which you mentioned. You um, like a changeling for this week's show. Uh, And we ended up with this because, guess what? There's not actually a whole lot of really good changeling media out there. Um.
1: (laughs) Hey, surprise! hey, hey, everybody out there, you know what's a really unpopular form of media? <laughs> <laughs> the s- stories where somebody steals your baby yeah. and replaces it with something that looks like your baby, but then bamps and turns out to not be your baby. Yeah. People don't really like watching things or reading <laughs> things based on that subject.
0: Yeah, like, to-, to cut back from Labyrinth for a second, I thought and I researched for so long to try and find something dedicated to this, and I was like, I can't find any anything dedicated to it. The closest I've got is, like, uh, a four-page part of one entire book series on, like, just generic, like, fey creatures and stuff. I'm like, that, that's not enough to go on, and then, you know, Dave was like, well, why not do Bowie? I'm like, oh, of course. The, the ultimate in Changeling Media is this story, which... Ironically enough, doesn't have the actual changeling in it. Um. <laughs> nope. In
1: case of emergency, break Bowie glass.
0: <laughs> exactly. We're doing it. We're in a podcast crisis. We had to get something done. <laughs> so we 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 fell back on Bowie, as you always should when you're in trouble. um He came to our rescue. Uh, yeah. So, um, normally, as you said, changeling, it's like, your baby is stolen, replaced with something that looks very similar, but eventually turns out not to be similar at all. Um, Mm -hmm. in this case, it it is a play on that, as in, the baby is stolen, but the baby is also not replaced. Um, I I guess they might have been, if Sarah had failed in her mission, maybe Jareth would have put a fake baby in the real world, who knows? Um, yep, but... But yeah, that's the sort of the crux of this story is this struggle to retrieve a stolen child stolen away by the fairies and the goblins and the, all the all the mythical fae creatures.
1: Um, Although it is worth mentioning that it it, uh, it it's it's slightly different in that Sarah actively wishes the baby mm, away. She, yeah. She very deliberately is like, get this Brad away from me, <laughs> um, which which uh, causes the goblins to say, uh, "No, you actually have to say the, the right, right words. words. We can't we can't actually <laughs> do this unless you say exactly what we need you to say, mm. which is really, um, uh, uh, okay. Jumping ahead, yeah, uh, or jump, we're jumping. Ahead, uh, 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 head here but I want to jump back Um, this movie is about uh, Sarah Williams Mm. she's a young girl uh, mid-teens who is um, first shown in the middle of a park reciting lines from her favorite book Labyrinth Mm. she's dressed as a princess Um, it's interesting because Labyrinth is a piece of fiction in this fictional universe yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is is not the is not the um the 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 film that we are going to watch yeah. it is presented as this fairy tale that exists in this universe mm. that turns out to be partially true but Sarah's adventure mirrors the book without being a one-to-one recreation of that story yeah yeah um so she uh uh, she's reciting lines from the book and has having uh trouble um remembering one specific line Mm. which is the literal Chekhov's gun, <laughs> yeah, it of, really is of, of this of this movie that they plant within the first fifteen seconds of mm, it, yeah. Um, only to uh, 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 only for it to start raining. She she sprints home mm. and is confronted by. Uh, Fairytale trope number one. Yep, yeah. The father, the father who has remarried the evil stepmother. <laughs> who, yeah, who is not does not come off as particularly evil. Just eighties mm. uh, power lady. Because man, that eyeshadow. Oh yeah, that makeup. Oh yeah, like <laughs> she's like. Your father and I are just going out, and she's like, "Ah, I hate you! I hate you! You're not my real mom, yeah." And I have to take care of your stupid baby too. <laughs> Man, I hate it. Uh, so Sarah's actually a brat. Oh um, yeah, I I, I really like the idea that it isn't like the noble heroine mm. who is like put upon. Like it's not a it's not a Cinderella no, situation no. where there's actually an act of evil stepmother, mm. it is, I don't like that you did this, mm. and I also don't like these responsibilities that you doing this have, have have imposed on me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's good to not have a perfect um, protagonist, which I... No, not yeah. at all. I mean, it would be... I mean, if she were perfect, you know, there wouldn't be a story at all, because she would presumably never wish... Poor little baby Toby Froud away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, you know, and it, it's—I'm trying to put into words what I'm thinking. It's like it—it it is a good thing to have the the very flawed, very human protagonist because it's this very good contrast to Bowie, who is very flawed but very inhuman in his portrayal as like this weird sort of oh flighty you know, kind of wishy-washy, yes. inhumanly fey character. Fey, yes. fey is the best word for it. Fey, big capital F. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: he, he plays Jareth very well. Um, <laughs>
1: which, which is is really kind of like a fascinating contrast mm. uh, between the goblins, because he is the Goblin King, mm. but he is not this... He is a a gorgeous ethereal beings surrounded by all of these trolls Mm. um at trolls and monsters and it's it's uh you know he's ugly on the inside (laughs) and it's like "Ah, no he's just kind of a dick he's not super ugly he doesn't really care about anybody's agency all that much Mm. but he's uh, it's. I, I always found it to be like this really fascinating contrast that he's he he is is so deliberately elfin and mm. fae, yeah. compared to his minions, yeah. Um, I mean, which is really yeah yeah. Sorry, fascinating. Yeah, uh,
0: uh, <laughs> this design decision. Mm. Like like part of me feels. Cause the, there's this one moment where he's playing with baby Toby and he says, Oh, I think I'll name him Jareth. And part of me just always, whenever I see that goes, is he, is that why he's like humanly beautiful as opposed to the goblins? Like, is he just an old stolen child who grew up and took over or something like that? <laughs> like maybe that's how it works. That's how you get a new goblin right. king every now and again is someone doesn't rescue the baby. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Entirely. That that's always been my little fan theory. Um, It's probably completely incorrect. Don't 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 tell me Jim (laughs) Hansen.
1: Well, well, he he can't unless you're using a Ouija board. Yeah, I know, I know. Unfortunately, Twitter's basically a Ouija board. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, eesh. Eesh. Uh, that's uh, that's terrifying actually. Mm. <laughs> uh so Sarah's being a a, a a a brat uh and and she does the eighties brat thing mm. of I'm I'm upset so I'm going to storm in my room and throw myself mm. on my giant canopied bed
0: oh,
1: in in, in <laughs> <laughs> in my room that ha- that is literally the road map for the entire film. Oh yeah. So eagle-eyed viewers <laughs> pause right here and look at everything mm-hmm. because all of it is coming into play. <laughs> this is this is foreshadowing the bedroom.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's really cool actually. You know, like yeah. it, it again lends that idea of also at the end of the film was the film real? Or not? Was this just a bad dream she had? Mm-hmm. Kind of things, because everything that she experiences is kind of built up from things that are around her. That kind of dealio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, she she we we eventually get to she rashly wishes the child away. Um, you know, storms out of the room, and then the child immediately stops screaming. It's like, oh, something is wrong. <laughs> um, turns around, mm-hmm. and we get. We do get this really good sequence of like all the goblins doing their best not to be seen. They're like peeking around doorways, scurrying out from under mm-hmm. bed covers, and everything is really cute in a very creepy, creepy, terrifying way. Um... It, it
1: it it is it is a legitimate. It is shot legitimately tensely mm. and kind of kind of. And it is legitimately kind of scary because mm. they they've shot this sequence where the entire room's dark, there are no sounds. You see them scurrying around and and popping back into closets mm. and and chests and things. And you're like, where where is this going? Is this going to turn into some bizarre horror movie? <laughs> um, but 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 no, because. We are then introduced to to Jareth, Goblin King, Mm. when an owl covered in glitter blows through the window (laughs) and
0: magically transforms, yeah, into David Bowie. magically
1: transforms into David Bowie. Uh, I love the owl covered in glitter. It is a Thing that mm. is unbelievable. Glitter is a is a is a thematic element for <laughs> Jared the Goblin. Oh King. yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Drama is uh. his middle name. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, do you man. want do you want to describe Jared Jared's introduction a little more? Cam? Oh
0: god, it's so hard to. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, man. Oh, God. You know, I watched this, like, five hours ago, and all it is is a blur of David Bowie's face interposed over a maze already. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but effectively, he appears wonderfully. Uh, we don't get to see, like, a transformation owl to David Bowie. We get to see, like, the shadow stretch out into David's shadow, which, hey... Mm-hmm. Well, it's good enough. It gives the, It gives the implication of what's going on. He's a shape-shifting, weird monster thing. Um, and yeah, he's... he, he he very frankly refuses to give that child back. Um, yes, and instead here, why don't you have this this crystal that you can see your dreams in? Oh, and it's just it's just his <laughs> reflection in the crystal ball as
1: well most of the time, which is yep. <laughs> uh, uh, uh it should be noted uh, mm-hmm. that that uh, that juggling because yeah, it is this wonderful juggling, juggling. That... yeah. That juggling method is known as contact juggling, mm. and because I was a very, very, very special child <laughs> five thousand years ago, I bought uh, a contact juggling book that was written by the man who was the David Bowie stunt hands for. Oh Labran. wow! Okay. Uh, 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 that is still currently sitting on my bookshelf right now.
0: <laughs> hey, look, it was a good purchase
1: then. It's lasted it this was. long. It was. <laughs> because I said, I want to be able to do that. Mm. mm. And to a certain extent, I still can. Oh, good. But man, yeah. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he's juggling this crystal ball around, being all tempting with it. Um. And eventually, you know, gets the point that Sarah will not take no for an answer and wants that dang baby back. Um, <laughs> and he, he doesn't want that, of course. He wants to keep the kid. He needs another goblin around. Um, it's like, so look out and looks out. They look out the window, like to see the castle beyond the labyrinth. And then it's really great mm-hmm. because the camera swings back around and they're just standing on this cliffside with a bunch of bare trees it's like, yeah, yeah, w- wonderful transition. I always loved that thing where you look through a window and you turn around and the entire room has been switched for something else. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And we're in the labyrinth. She's got 13 hours, which is represented with a clock that I wish I owned. Um, the 13 <laughs> yep. hour clock, which I'm just yep. like, why not give myself an extra hour, <laughs> extra <laughs> couple of hours every day. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, and you know, gotta, gotta find your way to Toby and get him back before the 13 hours are up and Toby becomes a goblin. Um, we're then introduced to Hoggle, who is a dwarf who apparently enjoys pissing in fish ponds, um, to put it bluntly, uh, and whose job is to weed kill fairies.
1: Uh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, is, it is um I I I love I love this scene mm. for uh, uh numerous reasons but my favorite is 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 him with the very cartoonish old like mm. uh like bug killer <laughs> device mm. plunger mm. just blasting fairies in the face and Sarah's reaction is like oh my god, that's horrible. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, my name's Hoggle. <laughs> and she picks up this, she picks up this fairy that mm. he's, he's uh, attempted to euthanize and it immediately bites her and flies away. Yeah. What
0: would you expect, what did like, you expect from a fairy?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. It's like, hey, guess what, little girl? What you think you know about all these magical, mystical creatures? Oh Nah, yeah. nah, No 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 You, no. you, sh- you, sh- you shut up and you sit back while the adults <laughs> handle the work here. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, he shows her the way into the labyrinth because this is actually outside the labyrinth's walls. You know, just like, oh, she's never going to get anywhere anyway. Um, and the labyrinth <coughs> initially is really great because it's just one long corridor to all, you know, as far as anyone can see. You know, you either go left forever or you go right forever. Um, Mm -hmm. and she's like well maybe maybe it turns eventually just starts running (laughs) and presumably after the actual 30 seconds of running was shown she immediately
1: gives up um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, this, uh, this, this sequence features some amazing 80s synth, mm. uh, mm. music <laughs> and also one of my favorite puppets in, in the, uh, in the movie, which is the moss eyes. Yeah, those are really creepy and they like, just don't come up a lot. No. Nope, <laughs> I think they maybe show up maybe once more in the movie. Yeah, but it's just it's just a pile of moss with <laughs> with eyes in it mm. that swivel around to look at people that pass by. It's real creepy and real early in this movie. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tone setter of a oh, puppet yeah. in this movie. Oh
0: yeah, uh, and then we immediately go from like the mildly horrific to the just kind of weird and it's like the little the little worm with all the blue fur um who's like
1: you just don't know where and to go s- <laughs>
0: and,
1: and the scarf um I adopted Ello Ooh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> really I, I did I did watch this movie enough to adopt Ello oh, and <laughs> hope that people would say did you say hello no I said Ello but that's close, close enough, enough.
0: <laughs> That is a bang-on impression. Well done. <laughs> Clearly you've had a lot of
1: practice. <laughs> yep. That's what happens when you just cram a movie into your brain when you're eight.
0: Mm. Yeah. Imagine all the other things you could have learned. Instead,
1: you just learned yep. Bowie word for word. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and Sarah, Sarah does her, her typical, it's, but it's it, not fair. Eh, it's just... it's. It goes on forever and during the twists and turns. And the worm's like, hey, maybe you're just not looking at it from the right perspective. Mm. And he's like, there's an entrance to the labyrinth literally right in front of you. Mm. Mm. She's like, what are you talking about? It's a brick wall. Mm. And it turns out it is a very clever mm. uh, perspective trick, which I absolutely love. Yeah, uh, it's in, so good. Uh, any, Visual media uses it because it's super effective and it's re- I, it's still really clever.
0: Yeah, like for for those who haven't seen it, a, what are you doing? Go watch the movie. Um, and B, <laughs> she just she just puts her hand up, hands up, at like what looks from everyone's perspective to be a couple of inches away from the wall, and just walks forward. And walks forward and walks forward and there's actually... And then turns a corner. Yeah, and then just (laughs) turns a corner. There's like these carefully hidden corridors with the bricks laid out to make sure that it doesn't look like there's an entrance at all, which is a really cool idea. Um. Yep. And and the worm gives the warning of no, don't go that way. Go that way. And she's like, oh, thank you. And runs off to the right. And I was like, oh yeah. If she'd gone left, she would have just ended up in that horrible castle. <laughs>
1: she just yep. Face face palm. Uh, Could have finished the movie then and there. Uh. <laughs> uh, which is which is is a very fairy tale. Um. Uh. It cannot be overstated enough. If mm. you are looking to nitpick logic in this movie, don't. Oh, no. Because don't. that just makes you a jerk. Uh, like, this is just a. This is a straight up fairy tale, mm. like yeah, exactly through and through, yeah, um, and it does not care that things don't make sense. Mm. it is it is a morality tale. It is a fairy tale. It is a coming of age story. So that is just be aware that's what you're signing up for mm. when you watch Labyrinth.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, then, then we come to some of my favorite <laughs> puppets in the movie, which is, are uh, the two door guardians, which is, uh, yes, it it's, it's a goblin on, it, there's two doors with a goblin in front of either one holding a big colored shield. One's holding a red shield. The other's holding a blue, but there's also another goblin hanging upside down in front of them, but behind the shield. So you, there's just a head sticking up from either end of the shield, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> chattering away. Um, and this, this is your... Lovely and classic. One of us tells only truth. The other only lies. Which door will you go mm-hmm. through? Only one leads to your destiny. And she's like, she does the immediate obvious solution, which is the only technical, logical solution. Um, and gets it wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting good at this. I think I'm getting smarter. Immediately falls down a trap door.
1: <laughs> Uh, to, to one of my, Absolute favorite sequences oh, in cinema. The helping hands of all time. <laughs> it I, you know it creeps, it creeps, <laughs> it creeps a lot of people out. Mm. I adore the helping hands tunnel. Yeah. It is th- amazing. So Sarah falls down this pit that is lined with hands that grab her mm. and stop her descent. And a number of the hands basically intertwine together to form faces, mm.
0: and very distinct faces as well. It's easily, it's very easy to yes. tell between them because of different layouts of hand.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it isn't. It isn't just like your index, your 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 index and middle finger together, and your thumb as a mouth it is it is hand like multiple hands mm. used to comprise of faces my favorite is the old man one with the mustache that moves yeah. back yeah, and forth yeah that's really cool <laughs> um um and yes i can absolutely understand how you could think that the this this concept is horrifying mm. it, it to a, to an extent it is <laughs> it is the coolest thing On the planet to me, (laughs) even still, I love the helping hands. Mm. Uh, Sarah basically, uh, they ask her which way she wants to go. Yeah, she wants to go up or down. (laughs) <laughs> and and th- through some non-logic mm. Sarah just says Well, I was already going that way So I guess down <laughs> yeah. and, and, and they immediately mock her mm. And let her fall to the bottom of the pit yeah. Which is in fact an oubliette Yeah,
0: a place where you put things to be forgotten <laughs> yep um yeah uh here we here we meet Hoggle again, uh this is where she was initially meant to meet Hoggle because we do get a cutaway shot of um Jareth and all the goblins watching this sequence of events like on uh, uh, basically on t v through a through a crystal ball. <laughs> it's like, yep. well, she's not meant to have made it as far as the oubliette. But surely she'll give up once the dwarf takes her back to the start. She realises she has to do it all over again. Ha 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 ha. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, and and the scene actually features one of my favourite lines Mm. where he looks at the goblins and says, well, laugh.
0: Yeah, it's so good. (laughs)
1: Like,
0: they're they're such cronies. Um. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so she ends up in the Oubliette, um, and Hoggle is there, presumably <coughs> to show her the way out, but, uh, she bargains with him, with some, with some very shiny, very valuable plastic jewelry. Um. Yep. Ooh, plastic. <laughs> to, uh, instead lead her as far as he can take her, um, <laughs> which is just into another section of the maze, really. Um, you know. Yep. Um, just, just, just end up in the sort of the nice hedge maze area of the labyrinth instead of the crappy stone maze area.
1: Oh, but but before then, mm. we 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 when he leads her out of the oubliage, mm. we encounter the rock faces. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> the false alarms are so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can tell that there's a lot of 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 there's there's a there's Monty Python blood oh, yeah. in this yeah. especially during the sequence where it is a series of stone faces barking warnings <laughs> about certain death yeah and and not to go this way and they finally reach the the, the final one and hoggles just like no just don't <laughs> and the face is like oh but I haven't said it in so long <laughs> and he's like <laughs> and Hoggle just says fine but don't expect a big reaction he's like oh thank you thank you and does his <laughs> yeah his whole spiel <laughs> it's really really fantastic it's super that's, good. That's, that's another thing that that I don't think can be understated is that Labyrinth is le- is also a legitimately funny mm. movie yeah. It is it is it is very cleverly written oh, and yeah. and deliberately funny and um the the false alarms really <laughs> highlight that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: yeah and from from there we end up in the hedge maze portion of the labyrinth um you know, they're sort of wandering around, trying to find their way through there, because Hoggle's not always 100% on where he's going. Um, and you hear this this horrible, hideous roaring, um, and Hoggle immediately flees, because he is a coward at heart, um, and he's not ashamed of that. <laughs> Bless him. Mm-hmm. Um, a- and Sarah seems to have taken, taken to heart the lesson, at least, that um, nothing is as it seems in this place. And so, sort of rounds a corner to see a pack of goblins with the world's most terrifying weapon—a uh, a, yep. a mutant rat strapped <laughs> to a stick—just um, <laughs> harassing this like orangutan giant monster goblin caught in a noose trap. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just—I
1: really—it cannot be yeah, understated go. how horrific these things. Oh god, they're ripping the stick! Are. <laughs> They're, they're they're bloody horrific. Um, they
0: like these. these they're, it's a naked mole rat with like saber tooth tiger teeth. Um,
1: yep. It's that just awful. Chomps. It's awful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're just like poking the sticks of the thing, hoping the hoping the little monsters bite. And Zeno's you know, so I like, if only I had something to throw. And then clearly, like a stagehand from Offset just rolls a rock onto the stage. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is like oh a convenient rock just starts throwing rocks and twisting the goblins helmets around so that they start hitting each other with the sticks instead and we get some great like incidental dialogue like did you just hit me so yeah. i did not hit you fire on the <laughs> kind of style dialogue as they all sort of begin sort of rambling with each other and eventually retreating when enough of them get confused <laughs> by twisted around helmets yeah <laughs> um yeah it, it's real silly it's real <laughs> silly but it's kind of cute in a way but, you know yeah we get the classic comedy act of like the stick comes in and the little rat monster bites a goblin on the butt that kind of thing yeah <laughs> um and very slap oh super slapsticky um and this is the introduction of ludo who is the the goblin monster being tormented uh he's this yes. this big or he he really reminds me of an orangutan. He's got like the big flat black face, the the massive, shaggy, mm-hmm. orange furred body. Although he does have horns and a long tail, which is a bit different. Um Yep. <laughs> and you know, he he's kinda initially a little wary of Sarah, but you know, he's like, Is that any way to treat someone who's just shown you such kindness and like he lets her let him down, Oh, uh, she just drops him. Because obviously she can't hold yeah. his weight <laughs> up on the rope. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, this is this is Ludo. He's your friend, and
1: he's lovely, and I love mm-hmm. him. He's the best. <laughs> and he he's a friend of Sarah, and the rocks are his. Friend. Yeah, he can call to the rocks to basically
0: make golems, more or less, <laughs> which yeah. is pretty awesome. What? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um <laughs> We also we also now encounter our second door puzzle. Um, which is, yes. God, these guys are also so great. So they're they're these two, two plaques to hold door knockers. They're both of faces. One has the door knocker like inserted into its ears and the other one has the door knocker held in its mouth. Um, Mm -hmm. and the trick is one is deaf and one is mute, um, because of the knockers. (laughs) Um, and it, it seems like a puzzle initially, but really it's just a, just a choice because the yeah. doors don't know what's behind them. They're the doors. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, the sequence of, like, <coughs> letting the one with the door knocker in his mouth speak, you know, the yelling to the one um, with the door knocker in his ears, and eventually just go through the one with the the mouth-held knocker um, into...
1: who <laughs> Who... <laughs> Yeah. who refused to to retake the knock? Well, yeah, because Ludo put it <laughs> in his
0: mouth, and I don't blame him for not wanting that back. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the classic trick of just hold someone's nose shut until they have to take a breath, which, for some reason, yeah, the doors the... need to breathe. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, the, the classic trick of suffocate you until you do what I want. It's,
0: it's an old method of applying medicine to... to Annoying kids. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, they they go through there and they go into a forest. Um where Ludo gets separated yep. via trapdoor again. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> uh, we, we at this point we also get a cutaway to Jareth and Hoggle. Um Jareth yep. is like, Oh, you've been bribed because he sees the new bracelet. It's just like, when you next see Sarah give her this delicious peach. <laughs> like it won't hurt her, will it? It's like why do you even care at this point? Um, <laughs> Kind of dialogue. I won't do I it! I won't do it! <laughs> and then threatens to make him the lord of all stench by dipping him in the bog of eternal stench. Um, which but only if Sarah kisses him. Only if Sarah <laughs> kisses him. What a specific set of circumstances that will never come to be. Yeah, Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um and we, we cut back to Sarah who's wandering through the forest and she finds a group of weird goblin creatures called fireys which have detachable body
1: parts like all yep. over she, she she finds a musical number with a yeah. bla- bad blue screen which is the only part of this movie that i'm like oh man that's that hurts yeah it's pretty like, rough oh, <laughs> it is real rough um just just be aware that there are some bad special effects mm-hmm. in the sequence oh yeah it's not but, great but but you'll survive, mm. and you'll move past it. Yeah. I, I believe in you all. Yeah.
0: Um, um but, but yeah, you know, the Fieries being a group of creatures who only know each other and know they all have detachable parts, of course, for the, for the sake of the song, try to remove Sarah's head. Um, yep. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you meet someone new. You take all their bits off and mix them up and see what happens. Um... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah you know runs away, manages to escape with the aid of Hoggle, who throws down a rope from a wall for it to climb up um, m- mm-hmm. much like when you're chased by the Yama Uber, the gods will throw down a chain <laughs> from heaven um uh, that there's a long leap um. <laughs> <laughs> tying out yokai of the week at this point an hour in um i
1: i really love love that at the end of the sequence as sarah is climbing Mm, the rope mm. the fireys are throwing their heads up and fluttering their ears to get one last (laughs) set of verbal jabs at her
0: yeah oh that's so funny (laughs) i think they honestly creeped me out the most of this entire movie just because they were so persistent (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> and 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 and, and the, the persistent and really kind of gross because yeah. one of them just pops out their eyes and then eats them mm. and they're fine and they're like, yeah, it's cool, it's cool, <laughs> it's we cool. just do we do whatever. Yeah, this is how our bodies work. <laughs> oh yeah, we're going to do this to
0: you now. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you know, Sarah is very grateful to be saved and so kisses Hoggle on the mm. cheek. Uh, at which point, because he was warned so. <laughs> a trapdoor immediately opens <laughs> yep. under their feet and sends them to the bog of eternal stench. Um, yep. which is disgusting would be a mm-hmm. word for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it feels like they spend a lot of money on like a, a sound, a foley pack for like burp and farts. And they just wanted to get <laughs> yep. as much out of that as they could because <laughs> it is constant for the next 10 minutes. Um. <laughs> it is.
1: Yep. Um, uh. I, I hope you like gross-looking water and, and fake...
0: Fake marsh anuses. Puppet anuses.
1: Yeah. F- fake, yeah, fake puppet anuses, because that's what you're getting yeah. for this entire super gross sequence. It is
0: not great.
1: <laughs> no, it is really not. It's incredibly
0: um, gross. Um, but, yeah, um, they, they beat back up with Ludo um, after sort of skirting their way around. Um... <laughs> yeah uh and and come to the the fable bridge out of the swamp which is guarded by Sir Didymus who is basically a little fox toy puppet like he looks distinctly different to a lot of the other <laughs> goblins he looks like an actual toy um and yes. his faithful steed Ambrosius uh who's just a sheep dog <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. which is great uh um you know uh he he and um yeah yeah so D- didymus and ludo have a fight um because yeah. he won't let them cross the bridge because he has very specific instructions that on his life no one should cross this bridge um <laughs> yeah. and you know without his permission. yeah exactly that's the twist cuz ludo fights him to a standstill is like oh no one's ever fought me so well before let us be brothers etcetera etcetera i still can't let you cross the bridge i swore on oath on my life never to let anyone cross mm-hmm. you without my permission and everyone just looks at him <laughs> <It's> like uh <laughs> may we have permission it's like oh Ah, the... Yeah. <laughs> Seems kind of bemused like he'd ne- Just like he'd never thought of it. You know? <laughs> uh,
1: y- y- yeah, Yes? yes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's really cute. Um, uh... <laughs> uh, um... Sarah, Sarah attempts to cross the bridge, nearly falls into the bog, but Ludo, with his magic rock powers, comes to the rescue. <laughs> just yep. summons a trail of, like, stepping stone-style rocks to get through. Um... didymus joins the party
1: um yep which is straight up straight up rpg encounter Mm. sir didymus has joined the party party. (laughs) that's
0: a good title there dave put that one in (laughs) (laughs) uh um, at this point everyone's getting pretty hungry and tired and you know run down and Hoggle has an awful choice to make and he, he's a coward at heart and he feels no shame. So he does offer the, um, the poisoned peach to, um, <laughs> to Sarah, who, uh, mm-hmm. who it turns out it wasn't, it wasn't going to hurt her. It's just going to make her forget exactly why she was there, make her forget all about Toby and the quest and everything. So she's in a trance, she's losing her memories and we get this weird, like, masquerade ball sequence where Jareth is like... Wooing her effectively. Yep. Yeah.
1: We we get we get the amnesia love <laughs> love montage. It, it's real weird. That's a, <laughs> it is super weird. Um, it becomes even weirder because at the end of that montage, mm. Sarah realizes that she's just in one of Jared's crystals mm. and shatters it with the it chair. With the chair. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Which is pretty cool, um, yeah, like I would be interested to see what would have happened if Labyrinth was made like today, but kept all the puppetry and just had modern day level c g i effects,
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> i feel I feel it would probably be it would have been an incredibly more popular movie, um, but it might have lost a little of that weird charm there's there's something there's something <laughs> quaint, I guess about. <laughs> Mid to late eighties yep. CG. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Um. And then we get we get an interestingly creepy goblin because you know Sarah's been vulnerable all this time and um a it's a goblin called a junk lady which is it's just this old mm-hmm. female goblin who's weighed down by like this massive pack of everything all this junk she's carrying around it's like you know th- this is my Sarah this is my quote-unquote daughter kind of style trying to get that kind of brainwashed adoption going like starts giving her trash and saying this is your wonderful treasure you we're looking for um
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> sarah the yeah yeah these these are the things that really matter oh, to yeah you. forget about that baby yeah don't you um, want this
0: this half-eaten bunny rabbit toy <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. but eventually leads her into a one-to-one recreation of her room, mm. of Sarah's room from the beginning. It's like, Oh, you see there, dearie, there's all the things that you need. Yeah. There's your little bunny. There's your, no, oh, there's Lancelot. And there's everything <laughs> that you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which ends up jogging her memory. Cause this all started with Lancelot's missing from my room because it was given to the baby. Um, mm mm-hmm. gets her memory jogged um, and is rescued by Ludo and Didymus again from the junk lady, which mm-hmm. not sure what junk lady's objective is, but she's definitely really creepy um
1: <laughs> yeah i i I really love that as soon as she gets her memory back and realizes that uh, that it, like none of this really matters mm. and that it's all junk that that the room. Actually, physically falls apart mm. and releases her. Yeah,
0: it's pretty. There, there's so many cool things in this movie like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, they then they managed to get themselves right outside of Goblin City, right up to the castle gate, confronted <laughs> mm-hmm. by the gate guard. Which, is like, we gotta go mm-hmm. stealthily. We gotta go stealthily. And so it was like, you're there, you're there. <laughs> I demand yeah. you open up. This <laughs> kind of style thing. <laughs> Um. Yep. Yeah. They, they end up being rescued by Hoggle. Um. <laughs> and he, he doesn't want forgiveness. And Sarah's like, "But I do forgive you. I welcome you back, etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. He's like, "Oh, uh, I've got friends.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, it's kind. Of, my heart. My heart grew three sizes that day. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. wrong, wrong. Wrong. Creepy puppet movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. uh <laughs> Yeah, uh so at this point, thing, things are getting tight because, you know, uh, it, it was uh, we skipped over it at some point before this. Jareth has sorta of decreased the time limit he's sent forward time, time forward a bit.
1: Oh yeah. yes. Because <laughs> um one of the, one of the other prevailing things, uh themes of Labyrinth is Sarah's really uh fond of saying that's not fair. Mm. Um and especially when she's in the labyrinth. Every single time she says that's not fair, things get significantly worse for yeah. her. So <laughs> uh, she eventually comes to the the kind of. Oof, ultra, ultra, ultra cynical realization mm. that things in life aren't fair, yeah. but that's the way they are. Mm. Um, which is f- for a kid's movie, uh, well, in, set in the 80s, that's that's pretty apropos. Yeah. But nowadays, no one would oh, be no. able to get away <laughs> with that thing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, yeah. So, um, Jareth is alerted to the fact that she's made it all the way through the castle gates. Good Lord, she's actually, might actually have a chance of getting this baby back. Um, so sends the goblin army and Ludo, once again, summons rocks. Um, it's kind of a standard move. Um, (laughs) uh, and you know, we, we get the, I must face him alone. Um, (laughs) heroic moment deal. Um, it,
1: it is a fa- it is a fairy yeah, tale clearly because she she literally she everyone is raring to go and Sarah literally stops and says nope mm. I have to do this myself <laughs> nobody nobody questions why mm. which is the really weird but, bit it, yeah. They they just accept it. <sighs> and she's like, I'll see, you maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know how this is gonna pan <laughs> yeah. out after I do what I need to do.
0: Yeah, um and then we then we get to the intensely confusing area which is the Escher staircase room. Um oh. This is so good this sequence. Yeah. Oh my god. Like just Bowie yeah. walking back and forth and the my favourite bit of all is when he does like the walk and he, he walks under Sarah then flips up
1: to her side yep. it's so good oh my god <laughs> yeah it's it's it is it is my favorite sequence in the entire movie mm. um like no question the this i i when i was a kid i didn't know what i was looking at mm. i i i could not imagine how they did this? Um, it's really actually started a, a long love affair of, of discovering of of how a lot of practical effects in movies mm. were mm. done. But yeah, as a kid, I was absolutely enamored with the sequence mm. because I couldn't figure out how they were doing anything. Oh yeah,
0: no, it is like legitimately nuts. <laughs> how crazy, weird it is. Like just. I will ne- I will never get over that. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, um, so she's you know she's reciting the lines from her play cuz she's come to the realization that that is sort of the crux of this story is she said the right yep. lines initially for the play to set this all off. She clearly has to follow the story through to the end to finish it which I really love that cut and, But oh no. Yeah, sorry, I really love that. The
1: last line <laughs> yeah, was... Was what, what she couldn't, the couldn't remember. The last line
0: to, to... Chekhov's gun. Was what she couldn't remember. Yeah. Yep. God, part of me loves Um, <laughs> it, It's the same in a lot of the Discworld stuff, but this narrative causality. Like, because that is how the story mm-hmm. goes, that is how you have to do it to do it right. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: right. Um, yeah, just like oh god what's the last line what's the last line um, <laughs> and it comes to comes down to duh, 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 duh. it was uh, you have no power over me I, I almost forgot the last line yep. for a second there um, <laughs> 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 and you know this is this is interspersed with like Jareth like you know fear me obey me and I'll love you forever etc kind of thing yeah. uh, I move the stars weird, for no some one
1: very... some <laughs> yeah. some really weird <laughs> like very contradictory relationship.
0: Mm. Well, you know, the, he's, uh, he's a fay creature, he's an elfin creature. That's the kind of that's what he views as an equal relationship. <laughs> I'm pretty sure well, Yeah. Um but you know he is defeated at the last second because she says just the right thing at just the right time right as we hit the end of the thirteen hours. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, you know, she has returned home safely. Um th- there's there's a there's a small moment of uncertainty whether or not toby was also returned because again did this right at the last second literally um but you know toby's home safe and sound he's actually asleep he's not screaming his head off because of a thunderstorm for once thank god there was enough baby crying inside this movie for me (laughs) yep Um, you know and you know th- th- this is the moral of the story is that you know family is important even if it's new family because she's like okay no Toby is actually important he can have the teddy bear um, which is yeah. <laughs> seems like an odd hill to die on initially at the start of the film <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know her father and her stepmother come home and she can see in her mirror like some of the characters of the labyrinth sort of scurrying around is like They're like, if if you ever need us, we're just here. It's like, I think I do need you guys. And suddenly we have, like, a little dance party with all the goblins going on in a room. It's like, you weren't friends with half of these guys.
1: (laughs) While surly barn owl Mm, Bowie just watches from outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and flies off. Yeah. Because, once again, <laughs> Jared the Goblin King is also an al- a barn owl. Oh, yeah.
0: No, you can't forget that important part of his personality. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Uh, yeah. Like this. And and that's, that's elaborate. elaborate. That's elaborate.
0: This is such a good film. Like, I know you... I yeah. know you love it, clearly.
1: We've all heard <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I cannot... Uh, I cannot over... <laughs> Nor understate how much I watched Labyrinth. Yeah. I may have watched Labyrinth more than any other person on the planet.
0: I, I would not be surprised. Um, <laughs> I, I've only watched it a few times before, and it's been it's been a good few years since I last watched it. But it was really nice to watch it again and just see because you know I love practical effects in all things, and this is like mm-hmm. just such a masterpiece on puppetry. It is ridiculous, um, like, how life, like, a lot of the emotions get. It's, it's, it's just yeah. so good, it's just so good. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, so, um, would, would we like to cover a little bit of Changeling law? would we like to just go straight to the feedback, and call it a night slash morning?
1: Let's, let's, let's go straight to the feedback. All right. If there's, I don't think there, I, you know what, there's, there's it, the, 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 connection to actual changeling lore is tenuous at yeah. best and we've, we've packed this episode full of goblins, oh, yeah. so maybe it's, maybe it's the goblin changeling <laughs> episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. Um, so I've got, I've got the Monster Dear Monster Twitter open here, so we've got a few replies because we tweeted out, this next episode we're covering the film Labyrinth. What are your favourite creatures from the movie? Um, Illusory Wall at Illusory Wall answered with The helping hands are really creative and yeah, they really are. (laughs) They're super cool again. Um, Mm -hmm. Chris Jenkins at Claw Glip uh, has responded with the fire gang fire emoji um, which I mean, I don't they they creep me out too much for me to like them but (laughs) if you like them, good on you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, Brandon at Eringy777, uh, says the cleaners, which, which one's are the cleaners again? My brain just went blank.
1: It's, it's, it's that, it's that giant machine oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. after the fall salon. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, you, we, we had to skip over it yeah. for time, <laughs> but it's literally this like monster drill bit cleaning machine yeah. that goes through like the sewer yeah, system yeah. of the labyrinth. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that is just a couple of goblins on like a tandem bicycle I know. when it passes It's by. so good.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Ruxana Faron, uh, at Roxana Faron, uh, says Ludo. Uh, <laughs> which, yeah, Ludo is a very cool character, I don't blame you. Um, mm. we've got, <laughs> so we've got a couple more jokey answers. Um, at a large number of kanji that I won't be able to pronounce, so I'll just give that handle, uh, which is at <laughs> Denletify uh, says Bowie's Bulge, <laughs> which is yep. a character all to itself. It's true.
1: Really is. Yep, really yep. is. Um,
0: and um, Big Papa Nito, our lovely at Glabrous Nito, has said Bowie's beautiful balls and has included a gif of Bowie doing his hand contact juggling. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, uh, we also got a DM from my Sinclair at my Sinclair, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, she says, yes. it is too hard to name a favorite. I am seeing seen the right one. Yes. It is too hard to name a favorite in the labyrinth. If I have to pick just one, it may be the junk lady. It so perfectly personifies the monster <laughs> in the heart of a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she very nearly succeeded in turning Sarah away and creating another one of herself. Imagine a tabletop setup where seemingly innocuous old lady covered in junk turns people into more of her kind which I now have to put that in mm-hmm. a D&D campaign thank you Mai um, <laughs> <laughs> Mai also says Back up is Ludo How can anyone not love Ludo? Agreed <laughs> Ludo is friend <laughs> yeah um well thank you everyone for our feedback uh we are normally a little feedback starved but it seems everyone's love of the labyrinth is too strong uh to allow them to not say anything so (laughs) 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 um with that i think we will wrap up the show so this has been monster dear monster clearly if you don't know that at this point i don't know how you started listening to us um you can find us on twitter at mon underscore dmonster. we normally tweet out at least a week in advance what our uh, subject for the fortnight is going to be so please leave us some feedback uh you can leave us a review on itunes as well if you'd so desire um preferably positive but i guess if you have negative things to say that's okay um <laughs> constructive <laughs> criticism is a thing uh leonard where can the good people of the internet find you
1: well, you can find me on Twitter at Dr Faust is Dead, and you can also find me on YouTube at Dr Faust is Dead. Uh, currently, still working on a video for uh, related to Detroit, <laughs> my favorite video I'm game you of the moment. I'm having a good time
0: with that video game. <laughs>
1: uh, you know what? I'm not even playing it. I'm just doing a video on a piece of pre-release media. Yeah. But man, is it! Yeah, uh, you know what? Just, just, just wait and see what I have to say about about this little bit of Detroit. I don't want to say that my <laughs> that only
0: is... favorite quote about Detroit is just someone saying the androids hit at the back of the bus. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> 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 is right. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, and. Cameron, where can the lovely people find you on the internet?
0: You can find me on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter at Knight underscore Twitten. That's Knight without a K. Um, I also do another podcast. I do a podcast called Realm and Rune for people who are fans of Games Workshop tabletop games such as Warhammer 40,000 or Age of Sigma. Uh, It's a busy time in the tabletop world right now, so come listen to us. (laughs) Join our (laughs) seemingly ridiculous growth. Um, (laughs) But... I hope you've all enjoyed tonight's episode. I certainly have. Leonard, it's been such a pleasure to have a good in-depth chat with you about your fascination with the Labyrinth.
1: (laughs) Yep. My, 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 in retrospect, shockingly obsessive period of time where I fixated heavily on Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> alright so with that everyone
0: stay safe have fun, don't accept any wishes from Jareth the Goblin King uh, and we'll all see you in the next episode bye bye everybody